Hey, New Orleans sports fans, the NFL is back, the Saints are back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, is back, giving you a brand new can't-miss offer for week one. Just bet $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season, and you'll receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what, no questions asked. So take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. All new players... $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Preseason's almost up. Week one's almost here. So head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions and daily odd boost. You can make money on every game. You can parlay it in the same game parlay. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet or more on any week one game. That's promo code TBPN to get your free $200 in bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Head over to DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, that's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Protecting Us podcast with your guy, Dotson. Covering New Orleans Pelicans and the Saints over at Forbes Sports. Covering the rest of the NBA, basketball in general. A lot of... A lot of New Orleans hoopers, ballers that are trying to make it through the leagues, and some musicians, some some movie-making folk. I'm trying to do all that over at musicmoviesandhoops.com, so come check us out. We're always doing giveaways, little stuff like that. Uh, we even did a Zion Williamson rookie card, graded Jim Mint, if y'all into sorting things like that. So come holler at us. We really appreciate the love. Just give us three minutes, click on three articles. You never know what you're going to find. It ain't going to be 20 grand like Lamar and Tyree jumping off on them Houston boys, but it's going to be something. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go learn you something on IG. Them boys making money, quick money. Three minutes in, take the racks and run, baby. So, you heard the intro. You're all in, you're all out. Today, we're going to get all into the Pelicans schedule. It just come out a few days ago. And we're going to try and give you a deep breakdown. First, let's start off with how... I'll give you a general rundown, but after that we'll look at it in 8 to 12 game sets. 8 to 12 day sets. That sort of thing. Because that's really how Willie Green and most coaches... You can't look at it as 82 games and just slog after game after game after game. You're going to have to section it out. You've got to do like, like Coach K and the college coaches. You don't play a 64 team tournament. You don't play that one big tournament. You're playing four small tournaments. You're playing a three, four-team tournament. Let's just win this one, and then we get to advance to the next one. It's like promotion relegation if you're watching Ted Lasso or into soccer. This team's got to promote itself as a playoff team. The only way to do that is to get wins. To get wins, they've got to look at the winnable games and approach them as such, look at the learning games, approach them as such, and really – Build this team out in a way that at the you know 60 game mark, 70 game mark, they're starting to hit their peak. They're still getting better. You want to play your best basketball in the playoffs, but this team's going to be getting close to realizing its true form. If you want to, if you want to go into the whole origin story and Pokemon evolving, however you want to metaphorically put look at it, 
that's that's the way this team's going to have to shape up because by that point they'll have played everybody and they'll know basically where they stand and and the the trade deadline will be be passed you know the 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 90 day mark where you get into december and january and all these contracts have been signed in the summer they can be be traded away so once you get to that point you kind of got to know who you are know who you are you got to look at your schedule see where you're going to be at Pelicans have had hard schedules these last few years. The injury bug just kept biting them. That didn't do them any any favors. Hopefully they can avoid that this year. But you can only play the games in front of you. Let's start looking at how these games are going to come. First first week, two weeks, you're going to open in Philly and then take a three-game road trip to Chicago and then play two games in Minnesota. Now, Philly's going to be regrouping. I don't know. Nobody knows where Simmons, Ben Simmons is going to wind up. Hopefully it's not in New Orleans. But if he does show up in New Orleans to play that game with a Philadelphia jersey on, Zion's still going to eat. You look at Zion's stats against Philadelphia last year and the year before. He, Those two twin towers of defense and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons can't really stop Zion from getting his. Zion can't stop them from getting theirs. But as we know, you know, if the shot ain't falling for Embiid, Simmons ain't really going to shoot. So the Pelicans are going to have that chance to open that with a win. Then they get to go help Lonzo check out his new arena up in Chicago. Hopefully, we give him a rude kind of, you know, neighborly welcome. Kind of like that Karen that you don't want knocking on your door to offer you some nasty ass, ain't going to taste right bakery goods. That's how we should treat Lonzo in Chicago. Just show up, give him something nasty, drop a drop a twenty point loss on their head, tell him to enjoy the weather all winter in the windy city, and peace out. Because that'll be our last trip to Chicago all year, unless we meet him in the finals, and we we all know that's not going to happen. Same for our trip to Minnesota. We we open with home. Then Chicago, Minnesota, we get rid of that windy city and the land of a thousand, ten thousand lakes, however many ponds and puddles they want to count. So they get up to that number up in Minnesota. And the Pelicans, one, they'll get to travel when it's not freezing cold. So it's a little bit more comfortable. It's a little bit more comfortable. We just wrote an article about that over at Music Movies on Hoops about back to backs and how some affect you more than others for the players, depending on location and time that you got to go. At least the Pelicans get these really cold trips out when it's still kind of nice out. So they can go to Minnesota and take care of business, knowing it's two games back-to-back. They're going to not really have a practice. They can wake up, enjoy themselves, get a nice lunch. I really hope the Pelicans take at least one game, obviously. We hope they take both. But I don't see them dropping both, especially with the way this team went out last year when that team in Minnesota didn't have Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell and they still come back from 14 and beat the Pelicans. Pelicans got a little pride they got to go get for themselves in Minnesota. They got a little dignity left behind, and they got to go pick it up before it gets frozen over again, and that's going to warm everybody up to this team because I see in the first four games, or we could get 3-1 and one out of that. Minnesota, if we beat them the first night, maybe the Pelicans take it easier. Uh, Minnesota just has to play with some try-hard, extra effort, all that good old stuff. And they, they come out with a win. But that's our first week. As far as our full season on national TV games that you can watch, we're on ESPN six times, TNT four, NBA TV five. And that's something to watch for a lot of y'all is Cox and Dish 
and their negotiations so that we can actually watch these damn games. We got to be able to see the games. Come on, people. Whoever's doing this with the broadcast rights needs to stop playing around. We are not the biggest market just by number and volume. We know that. We know this is not Los Angeles. But we know we want to watch the game. It don't matter if it's 100,000 of us or just a dozen of us. The Pels 12 still want to be able to watch the game. And if there's no option that lets us do that legally, some of us will go find a stream. Some of us will tune out because the Saints will be on and they can watch something there. There might be a, you know, another football game on. You don't, if you're going to compete with that, you've got to at least be in the competition. You can't be sitting on the sidelines waiting for somebody else to pick up the ball and help. That, that's just not, that's not going to, it's not going to fly. It's just not going to fly. Maybe that's too much of a pun towards the pelican and the birds, but if you want to build a market, you got to at least let the market see the product. And if the only way to see the pelicans is to buy a ticket, well, at least a lot of the games, most every game, will be 41, I believe. 17 to 41 home games will be on weekends. Most of them will start 7 or later, or at least 6.30 and later, let you get there, let you get to the arena in time. But you still got to be able to have it on TV in the bars, and everything else that's surrounding in this city so that you can really build a culture around it. That that would that's how we're gonna not to not to give any credence to the rumors and BS of this team moving right after that Gail Benson brought a team to Birmingham to help support this team. But you've gotta still build the culture. You gotta have the games on T V. Sorry to get in that little rant there, but I mean, over the air only does so good. You can only do so much with bunny ears. At least help us watch the game. But getting it back into the schedule, getting off of that rant, getting off of that soapbox, you really can judge a team by how it faces its toughest challenges in the schedule. And the Pelicans got a pretty soft schedule as far as ease and strength of schedule. They get to avoid the Lakers. They get to avoid... The Portland Trailblazers, which I don't think they'll, Portland's going to do much. Uh, all she really believes that Chauncey Billups can come up there and put some defense into that team, and it'll be a contender. I think they'll be making some trades by the time we get around to that. But the Pelicans avoid them and Dame. They also avoid playing the Warriors four times. And that's what I mean by avoid. They play every Western Conference team four times except the Lakers, Warriors, Trailblazers, and then, of course, uh, the bottom feeding Oklahoma City Thunder, which at least you're avoiding teams that were playoff teams. You're not avoiding the bottom four. You're not avoiding Houston and then OKC. That that really helps out a lot. But as far as challenges on the schedule, on the top end, the Pelicans should really be able to take advantage of a six-game homestand. It, middle of February now, we'll be into the season, kind of knowing where we stand. We'll start that six-game homestand home against the Rockets, which you should be able to count as a win. Miami, which, you know, depending on how you believe Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry or Mesh, Bam out of Bayou, it could go either way, especially with the Pelicans being at home, Miami facing what they got to face. Then you got the Spurs, which they haven't been the Spurs of late, I think. Hot take. We've, we're, we're done seeing playoff Popovich. Coach Greg Popovich is done winning playoff series. He may never win another playoff game with the Spurs. I do not count the play-in situation as a playoff win, and I don't think Coach Popovich would tell you that winning a play-in 10-9 series game would be counted under his playoff wins. So either way, the Pelicans need to be able to count that as a win on the schedule 
going into that game. Coming in, they, they bring in Memphis. We have been dominating Memphis since Ja and Zion come into the league. We have to continue to do so at home. Then we get Toronto, and then we get Dallas. You might have one loss in there. Maybe Luka goes off. Maybe Jimmy Butler goes off. But Toronto, nobody should be able to go off on, from Toronto. Pascal's not that hot. OG's not that nice. Fred Van Vliet, yeah, come on. Now, if he's in Toronto, maybe he can drop 30. But he ain't putting a 35 ball on anybody in New Orleans. In New Orleans. That, that's not happening. Same for the Spurs. Maybe somebody gets hot, but the rest of the team, not. So, they should not be able to come in here and get a win. Miami, Miami and Dallas is really the only two. Toronto, maybe, maybe. But you got to take care of business against Houston, San Antonio, Memphis. Those teams that you were competing against last year for lottery picks or the last play-in spot, you really got to beat them this year. So, worst case scenario is 3-3, three and three, and we can say, this team just ain't quite it. Two and four, you got to start making changes. One and five changes because this is February. You, you're looking at, you're getting up against the, the nitty gritty of the playoff run. And if you're flirting with a spot and you go one and five in a six game homestand, again, I think there's less than 5% chance that happens. But you got to at least go three and three. Four and two is merely acceptable. Five and one, man, it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. Close to great. Six and those oh outstanding. Greatness. Perfect. It, nothing you can do but beat who's on your schedule, get perfection. So that's how you got to grade that best part of the schedule. As far as the worst part, you got three times this t- this game's going to go on a four road uh, four road game, seven days. Start in November, you get Phoenix, Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors, Dallas. Dallas seems to end a lot of these damn trips. But Phoenix, eh, do you believe in Chris Paul? I mean, he just had a, the longest run of his playoff career. It's been one of the longest runs of his professional career, going back to the bubble and the, the short off-seasons. Maybe he gets a rest day. Maybe you get the Suns at the right time. We should be able to handle the Kings, uh, especially if they move Fox, Buddy Yield, something like that happens with them. The Warriors, who knows? we got to check on Clay and Draymond and Steph. If they are Clay, Draymond, and Steph as we know them from 2015 to 2019, I'll take the loss there and just say it's a learning experience day. You're not going to win them all. It's the NBA. But then we got to go into Dallas, and we got to at least split with Dallas. If we if Dallas takes a home game from us, we got to take a home game from them. If we can sweep them at home, eh, it's fine if we lose both in Dallas because Luka's going to be Luka. And, you know, Luka at home is going to be tough to beat. The man's still only 22, 23 years old. He's still... He's still growing. He's still developing. So there's going to be some nights he just decides, I'm just not losing to this team. And most of those nights, he won't. The next four road games, seven days, into March, April. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're starting. uh, We got one of them, too. But then you got January to February. The one in January to February, you got to play Cleveland. That should be a win. Detroit, that should be a win. Even though they're road games, they should be wins. Then you get Denver at altitude. That's gonna. That's one of them. Hey, if you got to rest manage somebody, go ahead and let the Nuggets have it. Again, another loss. It's a long season. Separate this up. Do what's manageable. Play the games to learn and the ones that need to be learning experiences, and you got to win the ones that have definitely got to be wins because when you come down that mountain, you're playing the Rockets. Again, you got to be able to beat that Rockets team. They're not going to win 35 games this year. 
I don't think they win 30 this year. But the Rockets still, you, they're going to be at home. The Pelicans are going to be coming off of all this travel. They That's going to be one of them trap games the Pelicans really have to play themselves out of. Because if they lose to the Cavs or Pistons, they can still salvage a 2-2 two and two road trip, which is fine. Fine for this Pelicans team. Same for that March to April road trip. That's going to be your toughest because you're going to play Portland, but you're catching Portland late. And I think they'll have made some trades and they'll have given up on their, their championship run by then. So maybe you catch them at the right time. You get the Lakers and Clippers back-to-back, which we don't know how either one of those teams will be, but Kawhi not being there, maybe. Uh, he, he's probably still going to be out by then. I just don't see him coming back that soon. Maybe he sits all year now that he's got that new contract because Kawhi's going to be Kawhi and he's not coming back till he's perfect. there's no point for him to rush it, especially back for that game. Then you end with the Sacramento Kings and the Kings. Again, they might have been giving up on the season by then. They may have made a trade of a piece away from the team that can help them now for something future, and the Pelicans will be bringing something in now to help them win a game like that. Again, two for two on that road trip, one for three, you're still in the mix. You just can't get 0 for four. Now, February 8th through March, you get eight of ten games at home. Now this stretch of eight home games in ten includes that Houston through Dallas that we've already discussed. Then the Pelicans will travel to Phoenix to play the Suns. Travel day, go play the Lakers. Then they come back home to play the Kings who we should beat at home no matter if there's been trades or not. And then we play Utah at home. And anytime you play the Jazz in New Orleans, the real Jazz should win, not the fake Jazz. I don't care if they've got Gobert or not. Bria still, he's got to get a few more on him. And I'm sorry, I think the Pelicans should be able to beat the Jazz. I think the Jazz kind of had a fluke run. Joey Ingles ain't going to be Joey Ingles forever. Donovan Mitchell, eh, sorry, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Nikhil can at least match him for points. And at least one night, Nikhil dropped 25 and let B.I. Zion do the work, negate what he's got. Rudy Gobert gets chased out of the gym because he's going to foul out, and they can't chase our shooters off the line. That That's how it's got to go. But in that 8 of 10, you got to at least go 6 and 4, if not 7 and 3. 8 and 2 again, great. But anything losing, you can't come out of that 10-game stretch with a losing record, not with eight of them being at home. If you're going to break the schedule down, that might be one of the most crucial where you have to say, we defend this day. They talk about won't bow down, do it big, whatever slogan this team's ever put on it. What's the podcast? We protect the nest. Smoothie King centers our nest. That's our little, that's why our squadron comes up. That's what a 12's at. You've got to protect that. So, seven and three, even if you go and lose both of those games on the road to the Suns and the Lakers. You got to go six and four. You got to win those games at home. You can't lose more than three of those home games. Can't be done. Not if this team wants to be taken seriously as a contender, a team that can win a playoff series, maybe even two. You know, going back to those Hornets, look, Pelicans, uh, when they were the Hornets, Chris Paul and them, that was a game seven against the Spurs. That goes either way. We're talking different about this team's legacy, we're talking different about Chris Paul's legacy. We're talking different about that whole front office and coaching staff's legacy. Completely different. 
And when we talk about people looking at this team, like the, the, the perception, the narrative has kind of got out of control, or at least out of the team's control, the front office's control, even some of the players' control. They can't really control it, even if they're quiet. Zion's pretty quiet on social media and, and, and all that. Like, And he still gets drugged for his outfits. That's, one, ridiculous. Let the man wear he wants to, want to wear. But two... The team's got to take back the narrative, take back the control of how they are perceived. And you know how you do that is just winning. So how can we get off on the right foot with this team? We, again, let's go back to the the first of the schedule, the start of the schedule. Philadelphia at home, we should be able to win that one. Chicago, Minnesota, Minnesota, at least win one of those. And you're 2-2 two two to start. And you're coming back home for a three-game road stretch. Atlanta, Sacramento, and New York, the Knicks. Come on. I know the Knicks are feeling themselves right now. I know Atlanta's kind of feeling themselves after Trey Young went off. But the Pelicans can go 2-1 and one there. They've got a winning record going into a four-game road trip against the Suns, the Kings, the Warriors, and the Mavs. We've talked about that one. you got to be at least one game ahead of 500 so you don't come back from that road trip too many games below 500 if it goes bad. Because then, then you're into Willie Green's. That's... That's that's 12 games in. You're a dozen games in, and people are like, well, Zion's now only played, if he plays all those games, he will have played 16 home games without attendance restrictions. So before COVID, basically. Getting into this season, this, that game against Philadelphia will be his 13th, and you can only get into that one if you've got your Vax card and your tickets, which most people will have that done because the Saints are requiring it. And once we get to October 20th, the Pelicans fan base for opening night to see this new team. I know there's going to be 20,000 people that's got their shot, got a ticket, and they want in the building to watch that game. But you got to keep their attention. A dozen games in, you don't want people talking bad about how this game's three, four games under 500. But at least when you come home, let's look at the second set of 10, 12 days in games. You got the Thunder, the Nets, and Memphis Grizzlies at home. Brooklyn, if they had full strength, they could be anybody on any given night, but you got to take care of business against the Thunder, who still won't quite be playoff caliber, and Memphis, who we've been beating consistently since Zion and John Morant coming to the league. Then you take a road trip up to Washington. Washington, you know, they've got Beal, but they trade away Russ, and all those other moving parts were dimes and nickels for a quarter and a dollar. So we should be able to maybe not outstar them because Beal is just a superstar on another level that even Zion has not reached yet. If you don't believe me, go check out their all-NBA stats. and, and, and just you got to put it in this league consistently over the years, and Bill's done that with John Wall, Russell Westbrook. It didn't matter who's beside him. So that's going to be a tough game, but you got to go up there and take care of business. You'll be a, you will have been at home for five days then flying out so you'll have time to have been rested got comfy in your own house had your own cup of coffee made your own groceries did you all that so flying up to washington that night should just be able to handle business it's the trip down to miami that you know that'll be tough because miami one kyle lowry will want to show that he was worth the money jimmy butler and jimmy buckets they gonna they gonna want to show that miami's now still a contender and they're going to want to pick on a team like New Orleans because, you know, maybe New Orleans, if you believe J.J. Reddick, maybe David Griffin called this office on Riley and Toronto and Dallas. Who knows who called who on what? But 
if that animosity is there, that that trip into Miami should be fun, especially if their fans want to take it personally. But hell, Miami's fans left early during a game in the NBA Finals, so they can't they couldn't even sell out Dolphins games when Marino was there. Don't get me started on Miami fans. I don't think they have a home court advantage. They might have a top end talent advantage. We'll see how much Lowry is aged. He won't be going back up to Toronto. He'll be staying in Florida to finish out his career. So maybe. Then the Pelicans will go from Miami to, to right here in New Orleans just for one game. They won't have a practice or anything, I'm imagining. They'll be playing on the 17th, flying the 18th, landing 19th. They'll play the Clippers without Kawhi. We should be able to just dominate that game because unless Paul George really is the guy who he was now before his injury – and I don't see that happening because he just had so many injuries. It's going to be tough for him to carry a team over the course of a full season. He could do it for a playoff series, sure. But for the course of a full year, I mean, when he tried to do it in Indiana, it, he just got overwhelmed some nights. The Pelicans should be able to overwhelm them and win that game. Then they go up to Indiana, who they think they're still contenders. That game will be on NBA TV. We're going up into Hoosierland, Hoosierville. We should be able to ask him, who's your daddy? And Zion should be able to get his buckets, Ingram, again. We should have more star power in that game. We should have more depth as well. So now that we're getting 20 games into Willie Griffin's career, we're coming back home to play the Timberwolves and inviting Bradley Bill to his new home maybe back down from Washington because you'll be getting into Thanksgiving right there. Once we get into Thanksgiving, some of this turkey's going to start looking made with this team. Willie Green is going to start getting judged. Maybe some of his tendencies and characteristics and sub-patterns, uh, maybe not critiqued, but there will definitely be uh, observations and narratives in the league that say whether they're for bad or for good. People will be on Twitter asking, what's he doing? Or praising, why didn't Gentry and Van Gundy do this? That's just the way of the beast, the way of the beast. So then the Pelicans, now that we're, now that we're at the Thanksgiving, let's get us to Christmas, all right? Three games on the road. Jazz, Jazz, Clippers. Now, again, even if we go up to Utah, it's going to be at altitude. Hopefully we can take that second game. We will have been acclimated, and it's still our name. The Jazz is still belong in New Orleans. That's where the name's at. So we're going to have to bring a win back home. Same as the next game against the Clippers. Maybe we lose both games in Utah, but, again, without Kawhi, I'm pretty sure the Clippers are going to have a problem. And it's a good thing the Pelicans get them early in the season. So they catch them, you know, in case Kawhi's coming back at the end of the year. I don't know if he will. It depends, you know, Kawhi's going to be Kawhi again. We, we don't know how he, he's finicky with his, with his rehab and his training. But the Pelicans get it when he's very much for sure out. After that, you get Dallas at home. Then you go to Dallas away. The Pelicans and Mavs might as well be on the same damn plane. Their planes are going to be racing back to Dallas to see who can get to bed quickest to play that second game. But if we split them, we split them. If we don't, we don't. That's fine. You know, it's Luka. So he he is Luka. But the Pelicans should be able to at least take the home game. The, the Mavs will be traveling. They'll be doing the same travel. So there's no travel advantage or benefit there. From Dallas, we'll go down to Houston, then come home to play Denver and Detroit. 
I mean, that's that's two, three wins easy. You got you got to at least win two of those. Maybe Denver comes in and takes one, but Houston, even though it's at Houston, you got to we got to beat Houston every every game. They're gonna be like the Cleveland Browns of the few years ago. Everybody, even going into their house, is gonna expect to win. The Pelicans cannot be any different if they want to be one of those top tier playoff teams. Same for Detroit. If Detroit is in your house, you've got to you got to put the brakes like just beat the brakes off the Pistons. I was about to go with too many automobile metaphors there, but just slow me down. Then we'll go over to San Antonio, travel up to Oklahoma City, finish up Christmas with the Bucks, Philadelphia, and Portland. Now that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough three-game schedule. Home away, home traveling back and forth, but yeah, a couple wins, just a couple wins keeps you in it. Then we go up to Disney World and then back over to Oklahoma City right before and after Christmas. Having the, as extra few days to travel, be with family, I think keep this team refreshed. Being over at Disney World, you know that'll keep some of these kids refreshed. Some of these players have kids. Some of these players are still teenage kids getting in there, you know, or just left their teenage years. So Disney World can still be fun even for college age students. Let them go have some fun and bring home two road wins. That'll get them solidly above 500. Bring it home, and then you you invite the Cavs, Bucks, Jazz, Suns. The, it gets into the dregs of the schedule. I truly believe Christmas to Valentine's Day is what's going to make this team. It's what's going to show them what to do with the trade deadline. And it ends it, right when you get to Valentine's Day. That's when you get your eight home games in ten. And we can really get some separation. So uh, make it to Valentine's Day, and we'll see if we've got a sweetheart deal in our hands or if we're about to get sour-pushed and dumped at the prom because this team just won't make the grade for, for you know, homecoming. I just, whatever metaphors you want to throw that. And if, if this team cannot make or break it one way or the other, they might get broken in their last 13 games, eight of which are on the road. It starts with San Antonio, goes to Atlanta, then you go to Charlotte, and, you know, Trey Young, LaMelo, they, that's going to be problems. San Antonio, that's a test. Those teams, they they might be not contenders, not even in the playoff mix, but they're definitely going to be battling. Like, they'll be developing. They'll have some young guys just out there really hustling. The Pelicans are going to have to match that energy, especially with San Antonio. Popovich, he might... He might not have an eight seed on his hands, but he's going to have some guys out there trying to eat and develop and really make some money in this game. They're not going to let up. Atlanta, Trey Young will have that team in a three, four, five, six spot, no matter who's around him. That's just how good he is nowadays. And Charlotte, they up and coming. I don't know what the Hornets are really going to do, but you know, LaMelo's going to do something. And if it's one of them nights where he, he is the star and the Pelicans get in awe of that, they're going to lose that game. Then they come home. They welcome Lonzo back. Chicago's going to be back. If they battling for that, you know, they're going to, maybe they're battling for home court advantage in the first round. Maybe they're battling for a playoff spot. But they're going to have enough talent on that team to give you problems even at home. San Antonio's going to come again. We should be able to take care of San Antonio in both of these games. But you can never count out a Popovich team. Even if their team has only won 30 of these 70 games, and they're below 500 by 10, you still can't count them out. Then you get the Lakers at home. And that then you only got two home games left out of eight, nine. It's ridiculous. Like, that's a tough ending stretch. Once we face the Lakers at home, 
We will go on the road to face Portland, both Los Angeles teams again, and Kawhi might be back, and the Lakers, either they'll be on rest management, load management, you know, having the top two seed in the bag, however they want to play it, or they'll be jockeying for position. You never know. Sacramento away, come home to Portland, away to Memphis, and home to Golden State. And I just got a, got a, got a feeling we're going to have to beat one, those last four games, Sacramento, Portland, Memphis, Golden State, we're going to be battling them for the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 spot. And that's going to come down to a lot of positioning. So without beating it down, without giving you visuals, without being on YouTube and all that, like the fancy podcast with all the ads that take up time, that's 30 minutes on a breakdown of a schedule. Looking at how we should win and how it plays out, getting that eight home games in 10 and the not the road games are separated – this team should still be able to win 44, 45 games. Vegas has them at 38 to 40, depending on where you're at. And that's a 39 and a half, not even 40. So we'll see if they prove Vegas wrong or prove me wrong. I'm about to lose $100 on it by betting at DraftKings. I hope you all have a good night, Pelicans fans. And be safe on this storm. I see it's coming. We ready for it. Y'all prepare. Protect your nest.